time for seafood news. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. I am Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erna Berry, Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is sponsored by Erna Berry Seafood Market Update Webinar. Join us on Tuesday, March 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time for an in-depth look at the major influencers of the seafood market, such as the ban on Russian crab imports, the impact of the Lenten season, and more. Find the link to register for free in the episode description. I am very much looking forward to this webinar. We've got Gary Morrison coming on to talk about shrimp. Janice Schreiber will be live from the delivery room talking about salmon and crab. <laughs> <laughs> We're really pushing it with Janice. Janice, I don't know if uh, if anybody listening talks to Janice, one of our market reporters here, um, but she is like 40 weeks pregnant. Yeah. She's due anytime and we're squeezing every last ounce of her before she before she leaves us. <laughs> She's the go-to person for salmon and crab, so we need her there. <laughs> but um and we've also recruited Andre Dredkin um from UB Consulting to give his take on what's going on with the Russia Ukraine situation. Um and of course we have you, Lauren. Woo! Going against her will. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll be dragged in there, but you know, I survived the last one and I, I think I should be okay here, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a good one. Lots of uncertainty in the air about, you know, everything, Russia, Ukraine, um, issues overseas with rising COVID cases, what's going on with Lent. So it'll be super informative. Yeah. I think the one good thing here is that there's just, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> you know, there's so much <laughs> just and I never thought like when I entered the the seafood industry that there would be this much drama you know right but that's why we're thriving <laughs> exactly um but uh like I said the, the link to the register uh, to register will be in the episode description but if you can't find it just email me at abuckle at com, and I will send that link on over now, our top story is that the Russian seafood import ban deadline has been pushed back. Thank goodness. Everyone's breathing a sigh of relief. Not because we want to keep getting, you know, Russia, Russian product right now. Like, everyone wants to support Ukraine. But there was just so much, like, uncertainty. I mean, people, you know, had ordered it and had it in transit before the executive order. You know? right. And uh, so... Like I said, Friday was supposed to be the last day for Russian seafood imports to enter the U.S., but those who order product ahead of Biden's executive order on March 11th and have yet to receive it, you know, they can bring, breathe that sigh of relief because the Department of the Treasury's Office of Foreign Assets Control issued an update on Thursday revealing that the import ban deadline has been delayed until June 23rd, 2022. Now, like I said, the, the catch is Russian seafood products are allowed to enter the country through that date as long as the company has documentation that the order was made prior to the executive order announcement on March 11th. Yes. So in the days leading up to March 25th, there were a lot of questions as product that was ordered ahead of March 11th became delayed or was scheduled to land after the deadline. Importers now have time to get settled without having to request an extension. But the question is whether there is still demand for Russian products following the country's invasion of Ukraine. 
So prior to that executive order banning Russian seafood imports into the U.S., few players noted customers shifting away from the Russian country of origin product, while the majority reported unchanged buying patterns, with ground fish having a large presence in the food service sector where the country of origin labeling is not as easily visible. It's the consumer-facing products, largely in the retail sector, that are under more pressure. Now that the executive order is in effect, demand remains intact and pricing firm. However, spot market volume is very thin uh, with the majority of product being used to fulfill contracts at this point. So once those commitments are complete, the market will be dry until the ban is lifted. And within the COD market, demand has already largely shifted towards uh, Icelandic product, resulting in record high premiums about $3 a pound over the same time just 12 months ago, which is crazy. So it's already already causing a, a domino effect there. Yeah. Now, Ernaberry Market Reporter Janice Schreiber is reporting that demand for Russian crab products has been mixed. Um, on the king crab side, market quotations have been unchanged, while the undertone has been unsettled with both higher and at times lower quotations collected. The market on Russian red king crab at the end of the week um, looked to be in like a wait and see position. So the downward pricing pressure seen a few weeks ago appears to have subsided in the near term. Um, Mid-March is not a high demand period for king crab, so we will have to watch closely to see how the situation develops. Um, But with that said, Shriver reports that the scenario for Russian snow crab is much different. Uh, Currently, the market has been weak with an undertone heading into next week um, that remains barely steady to weak. So with the Canadian snow crab season set to begin over the next few weeks, the market focus really is there. Um, Overall, current demand for snow crab has been lackluster with both the Canadian and Russian quotations moving lower. And in other news, the Office of the United States Trade Representative, the USTR announced on Thursday that they will be reinstating previously granted product exclusions from the China Section 301 investigation. The USTR said it determined that out of 549 products it assessed, 352 would be eligible for exclusions, including all of the seafood products it considered. The reinstated product exclusions will apply as of October 21st, 2021, and extend through December 31st, 2022. The seafood products that will be uh, again be excluded from tariffs include Alaskan sole, uh, yellowfin rock, or flathead frozen in blocks uh, in cases with net weight of more than 4.5 kilograms. Um, King crab meat frozen blocks, each weighing at least one kilogram, but not more than 1.2 kilograms in airtight containers. Uh, Snow crab meat is also on the list. Uh, You know, once again, frozen blocks in airtight containers, each with a net weight of not more than 1.2 kilograms. We also have Dungeness crab meat in the same situation, not more than 1.2 kilograms. And then uh, of all the reinstated exclusions, they're all set out in the Federal Register notice. Uh, We have the link on Seafood News, so you can check that out. So Robert DeHaan, the vice president of government affairs at the National Fisheries Institute, said he was pleased with the move and happy to help lead the effort to promote free and fair trade through the reduction of tariffs for NFI's members. Dihan added that the U.S. Trade Representative's decision to reinstate previously expired exclusions on fisheries products will not only benefit American workers throughout the seafood value chain, but also will help make the healthiest animal protein on the planet more available and and affordable. This is ultimately a tax cut for American families at a time of significant supply chain and inflationary challenges. In other news, the USDA released a purchase award description for over 1.5 million pounds of frozen Alaska pollock that will be purchased from Highlander Foods and Trident Seafoods on March 23rd. 
In total, the USDA bought just over $5.7 million worth of frozen Alaska polyclays, nuggets, and sticks. Uh, Highlander USA sold over 380,000 pounds of pollock sticks for just over $1 million. Trident netted most of the bid with shy of 1.2 million pounds of Alaska product purchased for slightly more than $4.7 million. And what's even cooler is that Craig Morris, the CEO of the Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers, told Seafood Source that this is the highest price per pound the USDA has ever, uh, ever paid for Alaska Pollock products. The premium price falls in line with what we've been reporting, unrelenting upwards pressure from supply constraints being carried over from season past, as well as reduced quota for the new 2022 season, while demand remains unfazed by the premiums seen within the current market, is the baseline undertone before throwing in any war-related obstacles. Right now, the Pollock market in the U.S. is truly a wait-and-see type situation. The interpretation of Biden's March 11th executive order banning imports of seafood from Russia is that twice frozen product is not included, but mounting uncertainty is weighing heavy on the market. Pricing, while unchanged, remains firm at record highs as the industry works to reassess inventory levels and incoming product and work to circumvent all the new obstacles. So much chaos, but... Like I said, we said earlier, it's truly a great time to be in news. <laughs> There's just an endless five things to talk about. Right. Um, now, Lauren, you also have uh, some insight into how the Ukraine crisis is contributing to fresh tilapia. Yes. So multiple factors are contributing to the upwards pressure within fresh tilapia market, um, and that's resulting in record high or 52-week high premiums across all sizes. Um, In addition to massive freight increases, both domestically and globally, continued logistical issues and supply constraints, fresh tilapia is also seeing upwards pressure due to rising feed costs on corn, soy, and wheat. And um, Andrea Torsiello, Uh, our other office BFF here in Erneberry. She's our plant protein market reporter, and she wrote in the monthly Insiders Soy and Wheat Report that Ukraine accounts for roughly 12% of global wheat exports and is estimated to supply 16% of global corn exports this year. So while domestic farmers will work to increase production to offset the global impact of reduced exports from Ukraine, traders are worldwide are weighing the consequences of disrupted global trade and the possibility of growing supply shortages due to restricted export capacities from Russia and Ukraine. So currently, pricing on fresh tilapia fillets range from $3.85 per pound on the lower end of smaller size fillets to $4.35 on the higher end of larger sizes, a price difference ranging from $0.35 to $0.55 per pound from one year ago. Imports for 2021, recording 50.2 million pounds, boasts the highest volume since 2017, brought in 53.1 million pounds. Heightened demand throughout the pandemic has tempered as prices have risen, and reports from retailers have noted a a decrease in promotions because of those premiums. However, some have noted consumers shifting from frozen, frozen fillets to fresh, as frozen tilapia fillets are also recording record high premiums. So looking ahead at the market, multiple factors continue to place upwards pressure on uh, fresh tilapia. However, demand will ultimately be the deciding factor, and we have already begun to see a slowdown and pushback from some consumers. Thanks, Lauren. Um, In other news, China's General Administration of Customs has suspended shrimp imports from Ecuador and India as COVID cases rise. So the past few weeks, um, I've been feeling honestly like things are 
finally getting back to normal after COVID. I, I know you feel the same after after Boston, uh, but COVID has reared its ugly head again in China. So daily cases as of Friday are nearing 5,000, and China's General Administration of Customs is taking emergency precautionary measures after sampling of seafood imports resulted in a positive test for the new coronavirus nucleic acid. So imports of shrimp from 10 Ecuadorian companies are suspended as of March 17th, and the suspension ranges from one week for some companies to 36 weeks for others. Uh, on March 22nd, additional batches of animation from Ecuador were tested and found to be uh, positive, resulting in additional suspensions for three more companies. So those suspensions range from four weeks to 20 weeks. Ecuador is not the only country being targeted by China. On March 17th, nine batches of frozen Vaname shrimp from India also tested positive for coronavirus, resulting in a total of 13 Indian aquatic product manufacturers being suspended for dates ranging from one week to 14 weeks. On March 23rd, additional testing of frozen Vaname from India among other products like frozen hair tail, frozen cuttlefish, and frozen squid found coronavirus on packaging. An additional 11 aquatic product manufacturers were suspended with dates ranging from one week to eight weeks. Well, that was a lot to pack in for today. It sure was. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll see you at the webinar on the 29th. And if not, we'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye.